Yes, it is I, Chris Michaels, that has returned from sabbatical after a junket through the Caribbean. Be prepared for a cerebral suppository of titanic proportions. I went to Grand Cayman over the past week, and beautiful, beautiful place. I will tell you this. It is hot as all living F between noon and 5 o'clock. Turquoise waters, beautiful beaches, fantastic restaurants. I can't get over how good the food was. Went scuba diving, hung out with a bunch of stingrays, and so on and so forth. But there was something that is extremely telling about the whole situation. Now, if you don't know anything about Grand Cayman, do some research on it. It is where a lot of the funny money goes, where people want to hide what they're doing, hide what they're earning, and hide how they are getting paid. So you have a lot of accounting firms over there, the big four, Ernst & Young, PricewaterhouseCoopers, uh, Deloitte, and also KPMG. They're all down there. You have a lot of financial advisory firms as well. They're down there. And oddly enough, oddly enough, all of these investment firms, right, Blackwater and all of these other groups, they're the ones that are really trying to push this green agenda where it is mankind that is causing all of the climate change and we have to live in 15-minute cities and so on. And so I've said this thousands of times. I'm tired of saying it. These people, one, right, in order to power that island, after COVID, apparently Grand Cayman went into a little bit of hot water. So in order to power that island, everything is run on diesel. Diesel, at least that's what I'm told. So it's not coal, it's not renewable energy, it is diesel for at least the next 25 years. So don't tell me about, oh, we need renewable energy. Is that the reason why they changed Agenda 2030 to Agenda 2050? Could be. I don't know. But here's the other thing that you have to remember. Everyone is telling you, oh, the waters are rising. We're going to be beneath the water in five years. New York City is going to be submerged. We'll never see it again. Florida, poof, gone. And you think... The canals of Venice, you think it's bad now? Oh, just wait until climate change really gets going. Then you'll never see Venice ever again. The snow, the ice caps will melt. And everybody will be just apoplectic and don't know what to do. Okay. Grand Cayman is an effing island. It maybe goes about... 10 feet above sea level at its highest point. Well, I'm being facetious, but you get the idea. If these companies are so worried about water rising, then why is Grand Cayman being built up like Nashville, like Phoenix? There are so many 13, 14, 15-story buildings, new condos, New business buildings. Immaculate stuff is being built everywhere across that island by the same companies that are telling you you're the problem with climate change and this is mankind's responsibility 
to be corralled into 15-minute cities. If they truly believed that water was rising, they would not be building skyscrapers, or at least 15-story buildings, all over a Caribbean island. And by the way, there was one other thing. Flying to and flying from Grand Cayman, from New York to Grand Cayman, guess what I saw outside of the airplane window? No, it wasn't the curve. But it was this, a monumental amount of geoengineering. There was not one sunset on Grand Cayman that didn't have a horizon-hugging haze. Now, they claim, oh, it could be sand. No, no, no. Supposedly, there was this big sandstorm wafting over from Africa. No, no, not at all. It was the same gray brown haze we see all across the United States. And when we were able to see a few blue patches, actually, there was a lot of blue patches, very pretty. Uh, We also saw the stereotypical chemtrails all over the place. So don't tell me that, oh, this is just sand. Oh, it's just mankind. No, no. The geoengineering went from Grand Cayman, south of Cuba, all the way up the East Coast to New York. It was there the whole time. So we, if you want to talk about climate change and what we can do to help the environment and on and on we can go, then we should really start focusing on the important stuff. Like who is spraying all of this crap all over the planet? And why can't we see an effing sunset for once where it's not covered up in chemical haze? But if you ever have the opportunity, do go visit Grand Cayman's fantastic, fantastic place. And what did I miss? Everything, apparently, on my week-long sabbatical. Billionaires, they're so worried about Hollywood because there's a strike going on or a potential strike. Oh, how devastating. And why are they saying this? Why is everybody so worried that all of these strikers could, oh, Oh, it's Hollywood. Oh, what are we going to do? We've got the Writers and Screen Actors Guild saying that there could be devastating effects if this strike doesn't get remedied. And they're citing that, oh, well, AI is going to be a real big issue. Why? Well, we don't need these morons anymore. And maybe we don't need these hyper-liberal movies that are being pumped out at a nauseating pace. Because AI could write it for you. You don't even need AI, or you don't even need actors, because you could now have AI be the actors themselves on the big screen. That was another issue that people were worried about. How come the AI-generated image bears a striking resemblance to a very popular actor or actress? And those actors and actresses are not being compensated for the AI-generated image that is in their image. A whole intellectual property issue, maybe intellectual property, at least physical property issue. But I suspect there is something else lurking just beneath the surface on this whole strike issue beyond AI. I think that this stuff is tied to... Potentially Jeffrey Epstein, uh, because the all of that stuff is going to start coming out more and more because we've seen the kind of 
trending that's been going on when it comes to the CEO of LinkedIn, where he donated six, what was it, $696,600 to the Biden campaign. Now, this idiot decided that this bloated dirigible decided to go onto Jeffrey Epstein's island after Jeffrey Epstein was caught pandering to children and trying to engage in prostitution and so on and so forth in that regard. So please do tell how everybody is as pure as the wind-driven snow. They ain't. And by the way, speaking of actors and actresses and so on, we don't need Disney anymore. Get rid of them. Nobody cares about them. Stop being woke, especially with Snow White. Has everybody seen these pictures? Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, guess what? It's not the story that you remember. It ain't Snow White anymore, and there ain't no dwarves. Well, maybe there's one, but there ain't no dwarves. They came out and posted, or these pictures were leaked. Snow White is an Hispanic woman. Okay, big deal. But the dwarves are full-grown adults, including some people that I even question whether or not they're male. Now, in typical Disney fashion, all of these costumes look as though these people, these actors, jumped into a pile of dirty laundry, rolled around in it for about 15 minutes, and somehow stitched all of this crap together. And here we are. We've got a rainbow coalition of douches. And they're out here trying to convince us that, oh, yes, this is the way Disney is supposed to go. Well, this faced absolutely astronomical, not to alliterate so much, backlash. Because why are they changing something like this? Well, it turns out that a real dwarf was upset by this. Well, no, not dwarf. Uh, the, the vertically challenged individual. Uh, we have to be sensitive these days. Uh, by the name of Mr. Dinklage. That's right. Mr. Dinklage got in a tizzy where he said, I was a little taken aback when they, Disney, were very proud to cast a Latina actress as Snow White. But you're still telling the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And he was speaking on Mark Marin's WTF podcast. It makes no sense to me. You're progressive in one way, but you're still making the effing backwards story about seven dwarves living in a cave together. What the F are you doing, man? Have I done nothing to advance the cause from my soapbox? I guess I'm not loud enough. This, ladies and gentlemen, is what I would refer to as an angry elf. And I'll say it again. Mr. Dinklage is an angry elf because what does he care? It is a fairy tale. What is the big deal about telling a fairy tale with accuracy? Who cares? Who cares? You don't need all of these people. You don't need all of these people. You don't need the Rainbow Coalition of Idiots to come out there and make a woke story out of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I mean, we have this other dwarf over in China now, Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary. She's over there. She goes out to dinner. She starts bowing all over the place, and nobody knows what's going on. And everybody's like, what on earth is wrong with this woman? Why is she bowing and bowing and bowing 15 times over? Turns out she's a little partier. 
That's right. She offered herself up to the psychedelic gods. She ate, at 76 years old, by the way, four portions of a type of wild mushroom, Jian Xiaoqing. And she was probably tripping ovaries. So, you know what? I never really liked Janet Yellen before this. Maybe I'll give her a break. Um, <laughs> old Chris Michaels and uh, Janet Yellen, we're going to talk about stuff <laughs> after four bowls of mushroom soup. See how many times we can bow to one another before we hit each other on the head. <laughs> oh! So, okay, so maybe she's not all that bad, but she's still an angry elf, and she's still an idiot trying to drive a stake into the heart of the American economy. Because all of these banking systems, all of these bankers, right, banks in general, hello, Bank of America, they're not on your side, they're not on my side, they don't care about anything other than fascism, and it came out thanks to FBI Director Christopher Wray, the Bank of America and others share records with the FBI all the time. Nobody cares. What does the FBI want to know? No problem. I'll just generate the records for you. What did they do? They bought a big uh, faux phallus from their favorite adult shop, and here's the date and how much they spent on it. Uh, here's the boat battery they bought to go along with it. And uh, they did this on Saturday at 10.31 a.m. Uh, oh, and here's their electric bill. We saw, we saw a sharp spike at about uh, 10.45 a.m. the same day. Bank of America does this. They're sending it to the FBI. You know, you had Snowden come out and say, whatever I told you about back then is a lot worse now in 2023. They've got a whole dossier on you. They track your purchases. They know what you're doing at all times. At all times. I can't stress that enough. When you think, oh, I'll be just fine. I'm not doing anything outrageous. What does it matter? It does matter because they know what you bought. They know when you bought it. They know where you bought it. They know how you bought it. And this is part of that central banking digital currency agenda that we've heard about time and again that I've brought up. Now, over on GizaDeathStar.com, Dr. Joseph Farrell's website, he cites a story about Brazil. Now, I contend that Brazil, being part of BRICS, which is part of the multipolar economic world where we are on the cusp of entering, is now compromised because I would probably say, if I did any sort of research, that Bolso, the old leader of Russia, uh, Brazil, was ousted out for Lula at the behest of the CIA. So I would probably say the last election in Brazil is more than compromised. We have Brazil, because we know the West is losing in the Ukraine a heap big time. We now have a weak link in BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. That weak link is Brazil, because I would contend that they are compromised. So what do we have going on here? We have a lot of central banking digital currencies being 
introduced into the market. What is a central banking digital currency? I'll review it real quick once again. It ain't real money. It's funny money. It's worse than fiat funny money. And what's even worse is that it's not technically a currency, right? It is more along the lines of a digital coupon. Who's ever issuing the coupon determines the value of the coupon. It's like getting a gift card. You get a gift card to Target, you can spend the money at Target. Maybe you could spend the money at another store, just in our example here, but the Target dollars are not going to be worth the same amount as a Neiman Marcus dollar. So what are they doing? They're creating immediate and multiple exchange rates. You'll be able to have a New York dollar, a New Jersey dollar, a Florida dollar, a United States dollar, a Goldman Sachs dollar, a Bank of America dollar. You get where I'm going with all of this. Every one of those different dollars will have a different exchange rate and will have a different value. A Goldman Sachs dollar will probably be worth more than, I don't know, an Oklahoma dollar. And on top of it, being that it is digital, it also means that this currency can be manipulated. It can be shut off, it can be turned on, it can be reduced in value, it can be given expiration dates. So if you have a sluggish economy, the central bankers could say, oh, well, you've got a three-week expiration date on your money, and if you don't spend it, we'll just remove it from your account and make it worth zero. Right? That's what I'm saying here. So this comes from... Crypto.news, blockchain developer Pedro Magajales, I don't know how to say that, said that he successfully reversed engineered the source code of Brazil's pilot central bank digital currency. And he reveals that there are certain functions involving this currency that empower a central authority to freeze funds and reduce balances. Oh, what have I been saying for a very long time? They are going to make sure that they are in complete control at all times. I brought it up last week or the week before. World Economic Forum stooge is up there saying, oh, central banking digital currency is going to be so great because we can actually stymie the flow of the currency if somebody is trying to purchase a product that the government doesn't approve of. Oh, how great is that? Um, no, that's not great, especially when you've got corporate interests at the helms of these agencies that are supposed to guard the public against abuse. No, not good. So Pedro also found out that there is freezing and unfreezing account functions they can adjust balances just like that. You thought you had a million dollars in the bank account. Nope, sorry, it's only 500000 Transferring currency between addresses is available. And generating or eliminating digital real for specific addresses. So how fortunate are we for that? We now have an all-encompassing digital currency. Now, this is just a pilot program. This is the beta program over in Brazil that gives us a taste of what they really want to do for us. And this is important to know because what you are really looking at 
is you're looking at a fascist system being introduced that the Nazis could only dream about. You thought Mussolini and Hitler and Goring and Himmler were all badasses. And not, well, not badasses in a good way. Pains in the asses. Maybe that's a better phrase to use. You thought they were bad. You thought what they were doing was horrendous. Wait until these idiots right now in power get a hold of what they truly want to do. As I've outlined countless times, there's only seemingly one person that actually gets it. It ain't Ron DeSantis. By the way, Ron DeSantis, awful, awful showings this weekend in the polls. Mike Pence, even worse. It's so bad that the former VP couldn't even get his old job back. That's how bad Mike Pence's polling was. Trump, obviously, the front runner in the whole thing. DeSantis comes out and says, oh, Iran is never going to take. We're, we're going to stop Iran and its nuclear development. OK, OK. So you're the typical neocon jerk off being funded by the Bushes and everybody else. We know your angle. I've called you out on it many times before. And that's not going to change. There's only one person that really, truly understands it. I'm going to say it. Sit down. I'm sorry to tell you it's Trump. He came out over the weekend at Turning Point. Um, action. I, the turning Point. I think that's it. Turning Point Action. Came out and said, the, this election, upcoming presidential election, will decide whether your generation inherits a fascist com- country or a free country. Whether you will have the rule of tyrants or the rule of law. And he said, whether Marxist radicals burn our civilization to the ground, which they're looking to do, or young patriots like you propel America to glorious new heights like never before. And he also vowed to oust crooked Joe Biden. Because under Joe Biden, hope and opportunity for young people are being utterly extinguished. And he's absolutely correct. Saw a little video not so long ago about uh, the uh, exchange, not the exchange rate, the, about what people earned in 1933 during the Depression and what they would have to earn today in 2023 if everything was equivalent. So you have to think back in the Depression, back in 1933, things weren't that great for American workers. They were earning about $4,000 a year. Now, you say, oh my gosh, $4,000 a year, not good. But if you factor in inflation and, and, and depreciation and so on and so forth, that $4,000 a year that a poor American in 1933 Great Depression America was making is the equivalent of over $94,000 in today's money. How many people make $94,000? I'll tell you what, at least half of working Americans make less than $50,000. Absolute nonsense. So don't tell me, oh, the depression's over, we're all great. Nah, I really don't think so. Trump continued anyway. In the Biden economy, a third of Gen Z and millennials have no savings. Very true. Home ownership pushed out of reach for millions. 30-year mortgage of 157% since I was in office. Real wages collapsed to 26 months in a row. And typical Americans have seen their incomes crushed by 7400 bucks a year since Biden has taken office. And not to mention, guess what? Ukraine uh, damaging the American economy through poor usage of fuel and the strategic petroleum reserve and all of that stuff. 
All of that stuff contributes to the Biden administration. Oh, and by the way, no problem if you want to take drugs to the White House. Everybody's fine with it. Uh, But Trump, thankfully, tries to pull out a positive note, and he says, we will expel the warmongers from our government, which is one of the reasons why people hate Trump so much. We will drive out the globalists, we'll cast out the communists, Marxists, and fascists. We will throw out the sick political class that hates our country. We will rout the fake news media. We will defeat Joe Biden, and we will drain the swamp once and for all. Well, you had an opportunity to do that. I hope you don't F it up the second time. All right, that's going to be it for me. Last call podcast with Chris Michaels. Gird your loins for another four glittering jewels of podcasting brilliance. Cerebral suppositories will abound this week as always. Now that I am back from sabbatical, you know what to do. Follow me on all of your social media platforms, Last Call Caravan. And you can also go to your favorite podcasting platforms. Look for Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels.